Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. A seminar is to take place in Cork later this month, 24th May in fact, to, as it says, provide time and space for frontline practitioners to pause and reflect on their work. And I'm uh, joined by one of the people who will take part in that uh, seminar, Dr. Maeve Hurley, a former GP. And you spend most of your career, Maeve, I think, supporting frontline practitioners in every element of their work. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Thank you, PJ. Yes, and thank you for having, having me on to represent the Heart Frontline Practice. Delighted to do so. The, 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 the title of the event is Reconnecting with the Heart of Frontline Practice. What does that mean? Well, it's interesting. I suppose there's three of us that are collaborating, three people who've been in frontline practice and from different disciplines and myself. Um, and my background is general practice, so I haven't worked in medicine. Um, I, I founded a charity called Agesthuk. And Jim Sheehan from the Social and Health Education Project and Dr. Nicola O'Sullivan, who's an independent social care consultant. And about three years ago, before COVID, actually, we got together. And I suppose in our kind of talking to each other and supporting each other, we we began to sort of think about the fact that we would really like to start a national conversation, if you like, and raise awareness of the importance of reflective spaces for people working in the front line, um, you know, across the board. So not just maybe medical practitioners, not just teachers, not just social care, social workers, but across the board, how can we work together to create spaces that that feels safe, where we can come together, where we can talk about mm-hmm. some of the challenges of work. And when you say, where did the title come from? I suppose sort of a deep sense that um, very often what's drawn us to the work in the first place is, you know, um, some sense of meaningful purpose in life. You know, like we all know teachers who are absolutely amazing and practitioners, doctors, social care mm-hmm. workers and, and other people as well. I'm, I'm not excluding other professionals, but and there's a sense that there's something that drew them into the work, some some purpose in life, you know, where it's like I'd love to help children grow and develop or I'd like to cure illness or I like to work in palliative care or I'd like to work with children leaving care, you know, some some sort of deep purpose. And I suppose in the busyness of practice and in the complexity, I think, of the systems that we work in, that can often get lost because people get exhausted. You think about what, um, you know, what those sectors have been through over COVID. I know lots of 
most people have been affected by COVID, but the pressure that those systems have been working in and the people mm. in the systems has been pretty relentless, hasn't mm. it? And there doesn't seem to have been, and like you say, you set up your, your, your group before COVID, but there certainly does not seem to have been at any point a safe space where, like you said, everybody on the front line can just come together and just have a good old talk about what it's like to be on the front line. No exactly. one seemed to be offering them that. Well, I think because, you know, it's been a question of survival, really, isn't it? You know, if you know, when I think of like when things are under incre- incredible pressure, the systems, the people themselves, you're just in there trying to do your work, get through the day, get out the other end, yeah. get into your bed, get out the next day. And it's very hard. It's mm-hmm. actually very hard for people to even come into that space. You know, you need a certain, I mean, I don't know how you find it in your show, but, you know, you're often listening to distress and trouble and, you know, very key, um, you know, things that are very close to people's heart Mm. that they really care about. And so, you know, we all need space, don't we, to kind of process that, sort of think about it. And sometimes when you're at full belt, you you just can't step off the treadmill, if you like. It's funny, in the very early days of the pandemic, when things were very fraught for everybody, I remember thinking that and talking to some doctors and nurses who were brave enough to come and speak with me on the program about the pressures they were under. They wept on the telephone. Yeah, exactly. And I used to sit at home myself in the afternoon and think how lucky I was to be able to make an hour in the day just to chill. They didn't have that. Exactly. So sometimes when we're in the front line, you know, like, and there is a crisis going on, you know, there just isn't that space. But, you know, I think we can always think about how we will create it or we might create it. And obviously there are other people in the system who maybe aren't quite on the front line who can yeah. be thinking about, you know, yeah. well, okay, what's going on for a front-line practitioner? We'll be listening, we're taking moments, like like probably you did. I'm sure that it was helpful. I, I didn't hear those interviews and that was great that you created a space. But, you know, I wonder what the impact of those people being able to say, look, this is what it's like for me yeah. and you to listen and them to have some kind of forum, you know, the, yeah. things, the things they told me were, were, were horrendous. And something they spoke about was trying to balance the dedication to their own work with keeping their families and their own loved ones safe. And it was agonizing yeah. for them. Yeah, and a daily, I'd say, struggle. Like if you're heading into, you know, um, an infectious pandemic, you know, where in a way you're putting yourself on the line, you know, and that you may get a disease and bring it home. And that's very scary as well as, you know, yeah. But I think in terms of the the bigger picture, like in general, you know, what we expect of our frontline practitioners, and that's not just medical people, but our teachers, our social care workers, lots of systems, our family support workers, Mm -hmm. our early years support, you know, like... I tried to do a list one day of who's on the frontline, and I ran out of pages. uh, Yeah, exactly. Who can attend this event on the 24th of May? Well, it's we have um, well anyone in the front line and indeed any managers. We'd be delighted to, to have people that. that so we're, we've kind of confined it at the moment to health, um, education, social care, and social work. But you know we do have we do have CPD approval for counselling for psychotherapists. Obviously, a lot of them work in those sectors as well, and we do have um, continuous profession um, sure. development approval for other other sectors, you know, for, for medicine and um, social care as well. So that's really good. So, um, I mean, we did we did open it up a little bit 
initially, but I think, say for law, because obviously a lot of solicitors work, you know, they need reflective spaces as well, mm. depending on the sec. Well, not depending on the sectors, but but the, I think they felt a little bit at sea, you know, in yeah. in the group. So we we sort of pulled back a little bit yeah. from that. So, so that's who we've confined it to at the moment. Yeah. It's um, a hybrid event. Just, How can people get involved? Well, we in the ideal world, we'd love people to come along and um, to Nana Nagel Place. It's an absolutely magnificent conference room there. And so we hope that most people will be in person and we've had a very good response. And then for people who cannot, you know, um, come because we have some people from it's a national event so they'll be able to join us online and one of our speakers professor tom hutchinson from mcgill university of montreal who talks about whole person care he, um he's going to be joining us um okay. virtually okay. but then joan fletcher who's who's a psychotherapist and head of social work in goldsmiths um she's retired now from there she's going to come in person which is wonderful and um nikki egan who's the principal um in north Press, will be there in person so okay. we'll have two speakers in person one person and then we'll have we'll have small group spaces during the day so it's really important to give people a chance to connect with each other so okay. we'll have some some opportunities for speakers some time for small group reflection which will be facilitated and um and then some open you know open discussion okay. but i think in terms of reflective practice i suppose what we're trying to do is really create spaces where people can think about their own professional practice. And the reason for that is to sort of gain a deeper understanding of myself in the work, other people I work with, and the meaning, um, you know, that's that's created in those spaces, you know. So what do I need to kind of continue to to be the best practitioner I can? You have a website uh, where there's more information and people can find access to the event. It's called heartoffrontlinepractice.com, all one word, and all the information is there. Dr. Maeve Hurley, I'm out of time, but thank you very much for that. Quartz 96 FM. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.